And another thing And another thing And another thing And another thing Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing Podcast. I'm your co-host, Tony Clement. Jody Jenkins is, uh, he's on the line, but he may be a little bit busy with some family matters. That's okay. We will, we can roll with that, but we do have our guest online too. So we're just going to keep on going. Of course, this podcast as usual is brought to you by Municipal Solutions. It is Ontario's leading MZO firm, and it is there for all of its clients. And it could be there for you as well for development approvals, permit expediting, planning services with municipalities, engineering and architectural services, even minor variances and land severances, and of course, burn building permits, go to Municipal Solutions. And we're very uh, pleased to have with us the president and CEO of Municipal Solutions, John Mutton. John, welcome to the program. I'm just gonna do one more plug, a couple more plugs, and then we'll, we'll have you for our conversation. Of course, uh, Jody would want me to indicate that we are also found on Looney Politics, looneypolitics.com. It's an exclusive podcast uh, as part of their ex- exclusive content. You can get 50% off if you mention podcast. Go to looneypolitics.com. And finally, this broadcast will be rebroadcast on terrestrial radio. radio huntersbayradio.com, 88.7 FM in Muskoka, 8.30 AM every Saturday morning. This podcast is rebroadcast, so so go to Hunters Bay Radio. John Mutton, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Tony. I'm uh, glad to be back, and I hear you're continuing to set new records with your uh, listenership. Jody would want me to say that. Yes, we continue to break all the records, and uh, we've got our numerous podcast awards, of course. Uh, And in all seriousness, we really do value the listenership we have on this podcast. We've had some great episodes of late. Uh, I think of, uh, I think of, of course, Pierre Polyev having him on was a, was a real thrill. Uh, But uh, uh, Jamil Giovanni is another one uh, interesting uh, fellow who's making some waves these days. Uh, So there's never, there's never a dull moment when it comes to our podcast. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, they've been uh, great guests. And uh, so tell uh, tell our uh, listenership a little bit of what you're doing, uh, what's uh, filling your time these days. Well, um, uh, we're, uh, we just uh, bought a property in uh, Peterborough County, approximately 79 acres. We're developing um, 70 of them into um, uh, about... Uh, seven, 10 acre lots. Uh, it's a job-based development. Uh, we bought it from the municipality and not only was price was a point was, uh, the fact that, uh, we're basically the gatekeepers to bring in, uh, to bring in jobs there. So we've got some, um, memorandums of understanding signed with some really, really, um, good manufacturing facilities and bringing some careers, uh, to the Peterborough County and township of Cavan Monaghan area. And, and super busy with uh, development services, um, and also our work with the uh, with the building trades as well. And uh, we're really looking long and hard at uh, 
how the landscape is going to be adjusted across Ontario with these municipal elections coming up in October. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's going to, that's the big thing. Uh, what, what's the date of the, of that election now? Is it October 23rd, 24th? It's the 24th or something. Yeah, like it's that. last Monday, uh, generally. Um, I don't know if they, uh, I don't know if they really did it the, the proper way this time. They usually have uh, your last date of signing up in September. Um, this time they had it in the middle of August and people are still on vacation. Um, I see it total lack of candidates uh, with all the acclamations across Ontario it's been um, it's really problematic uh, when you don't when you have um, mayors and uh, in some municipalities five out of the seven positions uh, acclaimed um, it's not a good way to go so is this a common uh, trend now in, in a lot of municipalities uh, lack of uh, contesting the election well I um I see it, uh, and I, I wonder, because people don't usually um, get interested in election and politics uh, municipally until after August is over, basically after Labor Day. And um, the, the thing is, is that uh, to sign up as a candidate, you had until, I think it was uh, um, August 19th. So it really uh, limits the time uh, for people to, to sign up. But, uh, you know, with social media, with there, you can't do anything good if you're a politician. doesn't matter who you are um, and, uh, on social media. It's always oh, a negative. So I really wonder if people are that interested in, uh, in running. Um, you, you know, it's pretty big differences when you go from uh, GTA municipalities and what they pay uh, mayors and councillors uh, to other areas in um, in Ontario, where the pay is, um, it, it, it's not much uh, for all the calls and things that uh, that you must face. So it's, you know, I, I see, you know, there are some really, really good candidates uh, out there, but there's also some really crazy um, fringe candidates. Uh, a couple of them that I saw, Tony, we have one that think, uh, running in Oshawa, that thinks that giant car plant south of the 401 is Chrysler, doesn't uh, know it's uh, General Motors, so to run in Oshawa not knowing what plant is there is very interesting. And there's another candidate that I've seen that's running a fundraiser every day on his front lawn. So um, there's some really uh, interesting candidates, uh, as they, we usually get uh, yeah, yeah. out there. Um, but there's some really hot races out there. Um, you know, I, I think everyone's... Um, Looking at what's going to happen up in uh, in Brampton with right. um, with uh, Patrick Brown and Nikki Carr uh, running him, you know it's uh, everything. Uh, so people who who don't know Nikki Carr, she was a, a former employee. Is that right? That's correct, and she was uh, one of the uh, the main whistleblowers in the um, in the procurement uh, um, scandal up there, and. Um, which uh, you know, I you know, I've I've not passing opinion, but I I've been um, watching uh, what's going on up there, and I see that they killed the investigation into the uh, into the into the procurement, and uh, I don't know how they did that uh, because usually council vote, and once you want to change a council vote, it's called a reconsideration, and you need a two thirds majority to change it. So 
Right. Um, I think uh, I think that motion was uh, was out of order, and I think it was like a five to four vote or something like that. Yeah, and it would uh, they would actually need um, like seven um, votes in order to get the um, um, the vote reconsidered. So th something is awry there that it needs a reconsideration in uh, in in every uh, municipality would need a reconsideration. So. Right. Right. So, you know, you got to wonder what's uh, what the heck's going on up there, and um, and uh, with everything that happened over the federal election, there are a lot of eyes. Patrick, Patrick Brown was running for the federal leadership uh, of the Conservative Party of Canada, and then uh, was uh, uh, a decision was rendered by the leadership uh, election committee to uh, cancel his candidacy for. Uh, various infractions and so he immediately pivoted and ran is now running for re-election as the mayor of Brampton just so our listeners understand the background there so Patrick Brown who you know was aspiring to be a national leader is now trying to salvage I suppose his, uh, his civic seat as mayor of Brampton but has, is facing competition is that right Yes, yes, and um, and I, if, you know, who wants to face an election with uh, with an investigation um, um, surrounding them and uh, and the and procurements and uh, and uh, conflicts of pecuniary interest? I don't know. It's uh, it's it's difficult. And then um, so, and I also looking at all all the uh, former um, um, MPs, MPPs, and cabinet ministers that are out there uh, right. running. Is most of them are. Um, are, are like down in Hamilton, you know, you got uh, the incumbent uh, Bob Bertina um, uh, running and Andrea Hobarth running down there. And by yeah, so means, she's, the, uh, she's the NDP leader who lost the election to Doug Ford. So she's now switched around. She wants to be mayor of Hamilton. Yeah, and uh, Bertina enjoys uh, the, um, the support of the building trades down there. So um, she will not have total union backing. And, um, you know, he's a popular guy down there, former... Yeah, I remember when he was in uh, Parliament with me. He, we served as uh, parliamentarians at the same time. And, oh, uh, yeah. He was a pretty decent guy to work with. Uh, even though he was a liberal, I can say that uh, we did some things together and, uh, and uh, you know, I don't really have a bad word to say about him. Yes, and then we got... Um, so looking at some of the other races out there, um, now there, there's a really interesting theme going on in Ontario around airports and elections right now. So take a look at Pickering, where um, current regional councillor Kevin Ash, I think, is going to win by a landslide in uh, in Pickering. He's okay. he's pro airport, um, and um, and uh, you know he's got uh, good good counsel, like uh, longtime councillor uh, Maurice Brenner. He's like the straw that stirs the drink over there. He initiates many things. However, in um, in Pickering, you've got their uh, member of Parliament, a Liberal member Jennifer O'Connell, who's um, totally against the uh, airport and uh, and you know the billions in economic development that uh, will be there. So you know, with a with the possibility of a a, a conservative uh, federal government with Kevin Ash as the mayor of Pickering, I think we'll eventually see that Pickering Airport um, get built. Which because that's been going around for decades, eh? And decades, decades, and um, I think it's finally time. Um, like I say, with a uh, with a conservative government, I think that uh, I think that moves forward. And on the same line, and as airports is uh, up in Peterborough, 
um, like the the Peterborough Airport is a is a real going concern up there. There's 800 people that um, uh, go there to employment every day with the flight school, and there's another college up there and some other businesses around. And uh, through one of my developments, um, we're going to be um, providing the services if they accept them in Peterborough for. Uh, 1,500 acres. So there's a huge economic development and MP uh, Michelle Ferrari has been um, successful in getting a, um, I think one of the first towers that's going to be located there in 30 years. And uh, they, uh, since um, obviously their mayor, um, uh, Diane Therian is uh, is not running again. Um, oh, she's not running in Peterborough? No, she's not running again. So she's the one that got into all that controversy because she was using F-bombs to describe a protester, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's the one. And uh, yeah, and I think she's uh, quite left in, on, the, on the spectrum uh, as well um, as most as most uh, larger cities move. But we've uh, they got Stephen Wright up there. He's a current councillor. He's a chair of the airport committee and he's He's pro airport. Uh, now you, th they, they get a tower there um, with fifteen hundred acres going to be serviced. Um, there's a light rail that's going to be running from Peterborough to Pearson to downtown Toronto. It's going to be uh, one of the promised lands for for growth uh, within Peterborough County. Maybe not necessarily the city of Peterborough itself, although right. the city of Peterborough owned the airport in the township of Cavan Monaghan. So there's an airport theme going on. Uh, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, and I think uh, I think we need that. I think we need that type of infrastructure. You see, with Amazon um, using um, um, like folks like uh, FedEx to uh, to fly in um, um, products and goods, uh, you know, consistently. I think that those airports are are wanted and warranted. And you look at the Hamilton Airport as a good case in point as well, and even. Even in, uh, when I was the MP for Perry Sound Muskoka, the Perry Sound Airport was a real jobs magnet, not just for airport services, but other businesses wanted to locate there because you just have access to the supply chain. Well, that was one thing um, that uh, Gateway Airports, when they were doing the Pickering study, um, presented to um, a former finance minister uh, and knows very much about it, Jim Flaherty. This is, you know, this isn't just building an airport. This is you know, a huge economic development beacon for uh, not only for Durham region, but for Ontario. So, um, you know, I, it's it's time those things happen. And then going along with the um, with the theme of uh, former uh, folks running, I see uh, up in Vaughan, we got uh, I see Stephen Del Duca is uh, is running for for mayor. Um, uh, we talked about uh, Andrea Holvarth down in um, in. Um, uh, Hamilton and um, running against uh, Stephen Wright in Peterborough is uh, Jeff Lehman, uh, former another former uh, liberal. So it seems like all these defeated uh, 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 opposition um, cabinet ministers and uh, and leaders want to become mayors now, which uh, takes me to the topic of um, the strong mayor. Uh, system that they want to put in in um, talked about in Ottawa and in in Toronto, which basically gives the the mayor's veto power as they do in uh, in the USA. Um, and uh, I really they, they, there was talk at the Association of Municipalities of Ontario, but extending that to um, other municipalities. Obviously, they would be larger municipalities, and 
I don't know if they really want to do that or not because I really don't think that um, the Premier of Ontario needs to take um, um, uh, a bunch of his uh, former opposition who decided to get elected as mayors who no doubt formed their own super mayor committee with um, powers that would uh, um, almost rival the province of Ontario. Yeah, so do, do you, uh, that that's a very good point uh, that uh, I, 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 but I think that this was all about trying to get the housing situation sorted out, that he saw individual councillors, especially at Toronto City Council. I, I think he threw Ottawa in because he just didn't want it to make it about Toronto. But Toronto City Council, all these NIMBY councillors, most of them left wing, by the way. Yes. Would stop any developments uh, uh, where housing was needed or, or changing, uh, you know, uh, subdivision requirements or what have you. Uh, and uh, so give that give that power to the mayor so that you can actually get some housing built. Is that is that what you see as well, John? You're That's there. what I see now. I think if they if they wrote the legislation and uh, were very careful about it, that they 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 might have something that they can do there, as long as it's not all encompassing um, powers for uh, for veto, um, and uh, if they strictly uh, did it in order to. Um, move housing forward uh, quicker. Um, you know, like we got to consider that uh, the, you know municipal staff are are not going to be happy about that. They've got their own uh, processes that uh, have uh, red tape, and they um, they're going to continue to have those processes. And it's going to mean that the mayors in those um, strong mayor cities are going to have to overrule their staff. And right. you know, believe it or not, um, it's you will find that um, that most uh, when they get elected um, are rubber stamping uh, most of the staff um, reports that come in front of them. Yeah, I mean, this is the other thing that uh, that has been noticed. I mean, Pierre Polyev talks about gatekeepers. Uh, yes, yes. A good example of that. He's all right. Yeah, these staff reports and, uh, you know, God bless them, but you got to have some backbone if you're going to be on council. You can't just sort of take a staff report and, and be the courier of a staff report to council without, uh, you know, uh, having some intellectual uh, rigor and uh, in, in some cases overruling, right? Oh, I, yes. And, uh, you know, you, you, um, you'll see in most universities that uh, the, um, the folks that are coming out of, the, of, of planning are, um, you know, they've been in this bit with social housing and they've, um, they're really far left. They're really far left when they're making their decisions. So it's, um, you know, it's an influence decision on their end through their education. Um, I, I think you, I think uh, they used to say that that used to happen in um, law school, Tony, that um, um, some would move left in the beginning and then uh, move right at the end when they graduate. <laughs> well, that's the way it, it's maybe used to be. But since I graduated from law school, they seem to be moving further to the left. Oh, geez. <laughs> so there, there you go. Uh, so a couple other uh, interesting things out there. So um, out in Cavan Monaghan, which is the municipality that has the Peterborough Airport in it, um, our your old colleague uh, Dean Del Mastro is out there running for deputy mayor, and you were, you were telling me this. I had no idea that he was doing that. He's got an out. 
standing platform. Um, he wants to uh, bring a regional agricultural fair. He supports um, he supports the uh, cross border services uh, um, from Peterborough to Cavan, Cavan to Peterborough. Something that they've been at war with for for years. Um, you don't have to amalgamate a municipality in order to extend cross border services and. And he's uh, really good on the economic uh, development end. So I really like to see what um, what he can do out there. And um, I think that, uh, you know, he, he, he grew up in the area. He, he went to Kawartha Downs uh, since, he was, uh, since he was a young boy, he uh, was telling us one time. So uh, he's going to be very interesting uh, in the race. And uh, obviously he comes with a lot. Um, with loads of experience and knowledge, which... Uh, now, he had a bit of a rough ride uh, as he was leaving politics, as you know. Yes, yes. Is that, that going to weigh on him at all or not? Well, I... Um, of course, you know, of course, people are going to talk about it. Uh, however, you know, he's... Um, he's He was over-punished for, um, for what um, a lot of people did with respect to those robocalls and so on. Um, you know, when we're taking a look at maybe a current investigation going on uh, right now, um, this is just a, um, a speck of dust compared to that mountain. Right, right, right. Yeah. So um, I think that, uh, you know, obviously uh, during that time with, um, with the, uh, the, 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 the red wave that came in, um, they were... Um, defaming and uh, trying to do everything they can to uh, to uh, former uh, conservative MPs. Well, that's right. Uh, he was kind of roadkill uh, yeah. in, in the wider battle uh, between uh, conservatives and their and their adversaries. That, that's a very good point. Yes, yes. And, um, and then the candidate that beat him um, was the uh, candidate that lied about her nationality. Right, right. So the... Um, yes. yes. Is she running for anything? No, no, thank God. Okay, uh, just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. So, any other, any other um, municipal races we should be aware of? Yeah, yeah, down in uh, Belleville, and uh, cause, uh, so Jody's at uh, home. Jody's area, yeah. Uh, he's uh, he's got uh, 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 Mayor Mitch down there. One term uh, mayor has been in there, but um, former Liberal MP and former Mayor Neil Ellis is uh, trying to come back and uh, and run for mayor there. So that's. That's going to be interesting. It's going to be a you know a family that's been around for years to uh, a businessman who's had a successful term as uh, as mayor. Um, Oshawa's a, I think Oshawa's going to be a, Dan Carter's going to get in by a landslide over there again. Um, f former mayor and current councillor John Graves there. You know, very very solid councillor. Um, um, we got a couple other guys over there um, that could be new faces on the region that I think would bring the the type of values that we want, uh, Tim Dobbs and Jeff Davis. John, is, is there any is there any trend that uh, that uh, Doug Ford as premier should be worried about or should be you know zeroing in on in, in these in these races? Oh, there is. I would say, in in my opinion, there is more. Um, and I would say very far left NDP type candidates out there running than I've ever seen. Um, you know, um, whole, like I don't hear anyone talking about taxes. I hear them talking more about spending. 
and uh, more about uh, obviously there's they're all issues homelessness and and so on but someone's got to talk about taxes because with the rate of inflation that we have and um, property taxes continuing to go up you know you've got to hold the line at some point in time because of you know fixed incomes and um, and the rate of inflation being uh, as high as it is there's got to be people talking about um, um, uh, doing a core service uh, or mandated service review and um, and and staying the heck out of the non-mandated services where you under the municipal act you're not um, you're you know that you don't have to fund hmm. Hmm. and so this, yeah this is a trend eh yeah that is, that is a trend and uh, I've talked to some folks um, in and around uh, municipal affairs same thing um, they uh, they mentioned me geez there seems to be a lot of um, I, I think that uh, I think that the uh, the orange machine has uh, has done it. I, I I notice them very active on uh, on Facebook and so on. So um, there seems to be a trend. Right, right. And of course, when we look uh, in other provinces, I, I'm thinking of uh, Edmonton and Calgary, and of course uh, the battle over Vancouver. The, it looks like the uh, progressive left, the NDP style folks, and the green folks even. Uh, are very organized at the municipal level. Oh, they they always have been, and I, I um and uh, very 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 much so, especially in the larger cities. Not so much in your um in your in your um small towns, but the larger cities. Uh, you know, the councils all seem to be um to to move left all the time. And you know, I see they have all the social housing and uh, and social assistance in in the largest municipalities. So those social programs are there so i i see why they uh, they move left and then usually the the wealthy people that live in those areas are the what i call the champagne socialists <laughs> so they're the ones that fund the campaigns uh, yeah in my municipality we got a we got an interesting one out here the council's been in place for quite some time and uh um you know, um, current mayor has been in place. He's been there a long time. But we've got uh, a guy by the name of Tom Dingwall. He was actually ran for the federal conservatives at one time, a former um, uh, former police officer, um, homicide, and uh, former um, uh, he did like the internal affairs um, um, for uh, for the police. Um, he's running, and uh, my God, I the the guys everywhere on social media. In driving down the streets, you see, you see uh, his people at the doors. Um, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting one out here because I think th this municipality um, does an anti-council vote every once in a while and cleans out almost everyone. Right, it's always been that way, Tony. You know. You know, so uh, so there's municipalities in my neck of the woods that are very similar that way, uh, and uh, it, there's always an anti-incumbency feeling that that wells up after a while. Yeah, and well, and um, the thing is, is that there's so many important things going on in um, in Muskoka that uh, you need to have the right candidates. You have you need to have the right the right people there, and. Um, I see because you've got a, a bit of a, um, a different type of population with your cottage goers who are, you know, allowed to vote there. Yeah, they get to vote. I was going to say, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and if they only are there uh, three or four months uh, a year, um, you know, their vote counts the same as the person that's living there year round. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and they may have very different views like, uh, 
uh, dare I say that they're they're less concerned about job growth and economic growth. They 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 want their little piece of paradise to be pristine, right? Whereas the, the permanent residents, you know, they they need jobs, they need economic growth, they need houses built, they need uh, uh, you know uh, different businesses to flourish. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and there, there's um, there's no training ground, obviously, for a uh, for a municipal councillor. I was asked about this um, on another uh, show that I was on. Um, you know, what, what would you say? And back when I was uh, elected, uh, we had uh, uh, two guys that uh, were elected with me: uh, former regional councillors Jim Shell and and Charlie Trim, and we were all members of service clubs. But we were members of service clubs. Well, before we even considered running um, for politics, we did that because, you know, we like to give back to the community. And that's one of my big questions. Um, you know, if a candidate comes to me, don't come to me if you don't know what your tax rate is, what your total budget is, and what 1% of the tax uh, levy is. And, uh, uh, you know, just do your homework, um, learn a little bit about municipality, and uh, show me that you've put a little bit of volunteer work in somewhere, at least, um, because, you know, you see a lot of folks out there that, um, oh, there's only one person running for this position. I'm going to jump in there and, and, and uh, run, and they might not have any, uh, any type of uh, experience. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm not one for opportunists uh, having access to public <laughs> office. I like to see people that are... Uh, that, that are grassroots come right out of the community. And I don't care what political, political color or stripe they are. They've done it the right way. When you get in the municipal government, you're not carrying a, um, a blue, red, or orange card. You better be making the decisions that's best for your municipality. And, um, you know, in some cases I have seen, um, I have seen uh, folks that sit uh, to the left um, make, very good financial decisions in their municipality, even though they carry a different card. So exactly, good point. So last question for you, because we're almost out of time. What what can be done, if anything, to increase the voter turnout at, at the municipal level? We tried um, vote by mail down here. Um, we tried vote by mail when it was, um, but we had an open mayor's race, and uh, so. They they were wondering if it was the vote by mail or the uh, or the mayor's race that increases. So the following election, they were able to compare, and it was the mayor's race that uh, did it. It was the um, access to if you're gonna if you want to vote, um, you're gonna vote, and uh, it's it's very troublesome. Um, you know when you go and door knock and one in ten houses vote, um, it's really really uh disconcerting you know it i i think that uh, we've got to do something to to increase voter turnout uh, maybe highlight how important municipal government is um to residents something like that they don't have budgets to do that type of thing though but um i you know when you get a certain issue in a municipality tony it brings people out to vote no question and um, but you can't have a big issue in every municipality, but you sure as heck can educate the uh, voters over the course of the term a little bit more about uh, things that are going on, and that might keep them coming out. Well, something has to be done because it really is uh, the lifeblood of democracy at the municipal level. Uh, very important issues that are that are decided by your municipal government. So I'm glad that you're an expert on it, John Mutton. 
It's been great having you on the program again. Thank you for your continued support for and another thing podcast. Well, I'm glad to be here, and I hope that this um, this episode sets yet another record for Jody. It, it must do. You know, as as you know, we were big in Ghana for a few weeks there. Uh, but I'm hoping that we can uh, even be even bigger in Canada. So thank you for helping out. <laughs> no problem.